amen, amen. Once you've given a hug away or a smile away, you can be seated. So good to see New Life family today. Amen. Enjoy the atmosphere that only God can give us. And everybody wants to do more for Jesus, I know. Amen. But I want to remind you of something that's very important because we're talking about the subject of awareness. Be aware. Be aware. Amen. It's the things that, amen, that has my attention in life, that facilitate or rather fuel my allegiance to whatever it is I do, whatever master I serve. And uh, I have been on the devil's side a few times in life. Amen. And I thank God for trusting me, amen, enough to walk in the darkness and be challenged and make mistakes and fall. It's awesome to know that, amen, failure is not fatal when it comes to Jesus. A righteous man or woman, when they fall, they can fall seven times, which I don't think that's the ultimate number, but that represents a completion of maturity. Amen. You fall as many times as needed in order for you to catch it and be able to stand. And when you've done everything to stand, you just stand because you know, you're aware now. Amen. So thankful for God's grace and mercy. So I, I, I do want to open up today to encourage you that 2,000 years ago, amen, a sound from heaven came like as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the place wherewith this small group was attending. Amen. Small groups are powerful, aren't they? Oh, here goes Pastor Lowe doing a commercial now. No, but it's important that we understand where two or three agree and two or three gather. When we come together like this, what can happen? Especially if our heart is turned the right direction and our motive is, Lord, I need you. And we come with an attitude of gratitude, asking, seeking, and knocking. He will come suddenly to his house. Amen. Know, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He purchased you 2,000 years ago when you was a slave to sin and darkness. Amen. Well, I wasn't there. Yeah, but... Our lineage, Adam needed to be redeemed. And here we are today because of grace and mercy and a sound that happened. Now, nowhere in the scripture do you find, you can't find it where it indicates that sound stopped. It didn't stop. It's just that you're not aware of it if you haven't experienced it. Ah. You don't know what you don't know, right? And so the first invitation today in church was that if there's an emptiness, there's a void in your life that you know needs to be filled, who's going to fill it? Only he can fill it. Only he. There's nothing in this world that can. We've, we've all can stand. I think everybody in the room can stand and say, I've tried this, I've tried that, and it didn't work. And if you're not careful, you will... And I don't mean be careful in the sense that you're worried. But if you're not mindful, if you're not aware of what's going on around you, you'll keep pursuing things to fill the void. And only God can do that. And I'll, I'm so full of gratitude towards his mercy in that he's in his long-suffering that he allows me to keep testing and trying and keep coming back to him. Amen. I, I like to fix things. And I have a plan of action on how I want to fix a lot of things. But uh, I've come to realize that at the end of the day, I might be wore out and it still not be fixed. And that includes the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so I'm prompted in God's spirit right now, our daddy, 
to remind you of how powerful you are and that when you decide to disconnect from the world around you and get connected to his body where the blood flow, the life, the power, the identity is, anything can happen. Anything. So a small group 2,000 years ago gathers and because they gathered and they came to an agreement that we're going to be in one mind, in one accord with what we heard him say before we saw that finite body, God in it, ascend. And we saw Jesus ascend. We're going to take him at his word that he's coming back. Maybe they knew, maybe they didn't know. But probably someone in the small group said, you remember what John the Baptist said about Jesus? The one that I'm not worthy to loose his shoes? This same one is going to baptize you with spirit and with fire. And John is prophesying of how we get filled how the void in our life gets filled, and it's by Jesus baptizing us with Holy Spirit fire. But we saw him leaving that cloud. Yeah, the finite, the sun part, the flesh part, the human part. But Jesus comes back in spirit. If Christ be in you, come on now. Come on now. You belong to him. We're buried with Christ in baptism. Come on. We're raised. How are we raised? By his spirit power. We're raised to life. The void has been filled. And the sound that the multitude didn't hear, but the small group experienced, they're responding to the sound that came, and it filled them. And out of their mouth, the larger group is attracted to something going on, and they're saying, what is happening here? Does anybody want to be a part of something you can't explain? Well, Pastor, I would rather explain it. No, 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 no. Faith is what pleases God. And for me to develop in my identity, trust in him is the form of worship that's required. Have anybody ever trusted another person before? And did they fail you? They still cared about you, you cared about them, but they dropped a ball. Right? Have you experienced that more time you want to talk about? Has Jesus ever failed you? So why don't we get eat up? With a passion, Christianity will fail you, but Jesus won't. Pastor, why you had to say it like that? Because everybody wants to do good. Everybody wants to be good. Everybody wants to be a part of something that is good. And I know many of you here today, you're wore out from doing good. Because you thought it was Jesus. And it's pretty arrogant on my part to think that I can explain what good is when there's only one good, and that's God. So how do you, how do you explain God? So is this Somebody's going to catch on. You've got to be aware. The enemy comes as an angel of light. He comes in a way that makes you think he's good. But at the end of the day, you're still empty. He'll come with the book called the Bible and give you a bunch of scriptures to memorize and quote. And it's not the Bible that's wrong. It's not the scriptures that's wrong, but it's the leaven that was put in it hmm, that keeps the void there. The Lord has never failed us. We can trust him. Let me say it like this. There's a sound that started 2,000 years ago that most people don't realize is still happening today. They're not aware of it. 
And the only reason they're not aware of this sound that began 2,000 years ago is just simply you don't know what you don't know. And I want to encourage you today, I, I feel impelled to do this, compelled rather to do this, is to challenge you to take the word no and disengage knowledge and intelligence from it. Push it aside. Because the enemy is a trickster. He'll get you pursuing more information so that if I can have this information, I must be good because I'm gathering it. Not that information is not important because relationship and information does go together. It's just that some of the things that God wants to inform me of, I ain't going to be able to figure it out. Can I trust him? And so, like God told Elijah when he was sucking his thumb. Come on, have you ever sucked your thumb before? And he was belly aching. If you hadn't read your Bible, you want to read the story. A mighty prophet, man doing good things for God, is now running with fear. And he is complaining and sucking his spiritual thumb. Woe is me. God, look what I've been doing for you, and this is how I'm going to be treated. Anybody ever said that before? Maybe not out loud, but you thought it. <laughs> and the Lord says to, Ab to, uh, to Joshua, to Joshua, to Elijah, he tells him, I want you to come look. And he beholds a fire. He beholds an earthquake. He, heard, he beholds a wind. But the Lord wasn't in that. But he heard a sound. It happened twice to him. When, when he experienced the sound, he got new vision. The void that was in him was filled. And you don't want to get in Elijah's way now. Because now he is demonstrating worship on a top-tier level. He is trusting God. <coughs> And God is about to use him as a conduit to anoint kings and prophets and a nation. Man, the presence of God's on me right now to remind you, you're not less than Elijah. That because you're on this side of the cross, you're greater than Elijah. And the enemy is hoping you don't catch this miracle word from heaven that you want to believe. You want to believe you're valuable, you're valid. But it's making a choice today to be here. You positioned yourself for a miracle. Not because the preacher can preach, far from that. Not because everybody's beautiful, but from heaven's lens we are. You came here today because I need something I don't have. Some of you don't believe this, but I don't ever look forward to getting on this platform and doing what the Lord's asking me. The flesh is weak, y'all, but the spirit is willing in that I need something that I just don't have. And he meets me here. And I'm enjoying the presence of God right now. And I'm not willing to give it up. He's so in love with you. And he wants to do things in your spirit today that will heal areas in your life that needs healing. And the only way he can do this is you and I together can lock arms and we can choose to be available. We can choose to be available to him. He's not asking me and you to work the miracles. He's the miracle worker. He just has limited himself to our availability so that he can move the miracle through us. Thank you, son. 
Amen. See, that, that, that's kingdom stuff there now. Where we're, we're just supporting one another to do daddy's business, to be about our father's business. Isn't that awesome? That you and I can team up together. It's not God not requiring any one person to accomplish his will. He's looking for his body. He's looking for the members of his body to take advantage of serving one another on behalf of his will, his kingdom. Amen. And I'm not willing to give up, y'all, what, how God meets me with you. And any one of you could walk up here with an open heart and do better than I can. That's how powerful you are. Is it that doing better than me is what God's looking for? No. He's looking for us to see the value in one another. And the reason you're so valuable to me is because I see him after you and passionate about you, and he ain't quitting on you. The world will and all the information that you've gathered, it'll fail you. But when you get informed from the sound that started 2,000 years ago in an upper room in a small group, you can't, you can't, be, a part of, you can't be a part of too many small groups. You want to gather as often as possible. But in our world right now, most of the people in this room is tired from the cultural influences and the dog-eat-dog fast lane. You don't have enough hours in the week to live up to the expectations of the culture. And the Lord waits on us to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when we come with an open heart, we're kind of moving slowly and methodically with repentance. He's running to us. He loves his prodigals. And our world is full of prodigals. Amen? Jesus was aware that a prophet is not accepted in his own country. Yet, as the Son of God, and as a demonstration of what God's intent was for Adam in the garden, he shows us how to be available anyway. He knew that when he went back to his hometown, he was aware that he wasn't going to be received. The Bible tells us and informs us he could do no mighty miracles. Wow, God in flesh couldn't manifest because the town he was from entertained lies, ideas about him that blocked them from the miracle. And so they remained unaware of who he really was because they thought he was the carpenter's son. says this in the Bible so that you'll understand we can be under the influence of ideas, religious ideas, ladies and gentlemen, churchy ideas, what we call Christian ideas, and be empty, unfulfilled. Relationships on the rock. Children we don't know what to do with as parents. Kids that don't know what to do with their parents. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it says it this way. Oh. In Ephesians 5.18. Don't get drunk 
with wine, which is rebellion. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Now, I want you to pause for a minute. I'm not preaching against wine. Wine's not the problem. Got to catch this. Even the Holy Spirit is typed as wine, water, wind, okay? But I'm neither am I promoting you to get drunk neither. I abstain from it because I don't want to get tempted. That's my personal conviction. But let me encourage you. Paul is trying to help the church here at Ephesus understand how being under the influence of wine is like rebellion. He says, but rather be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Paul's point was, man, you're going to go to hell if you drink wine. That was not his point. His point was to be mindful of what influences your life. Instead of being more attracted to the wine, let the heavenly wine come and fill you continuously. Because if you're under its influence, anything can happen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, influences come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and colors and, you know, realities in our world. What is influencing me today that keeps facilitating the frustration, the depression, the anxiety, the bad health? The financial ruin. Oh man, the list keeps going on. What? Because when we when we return to him and we give him the place in our life called our heart, our innermost being, he's able to fill it. The windows of heaven open. He pours out a blessing, which means physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You can contain it, and the nations will call you blessed. But don't forget this. Jesus did not start his ministry until he came out in power. I need you to pause for a moment here so you can really hear the sound. You don't need your pastor to be an earthquake, a fire, or a wind. You need me to host his presence so you can hear his sound. <sighs> Amen. And the experience of hearing his sound will be like fire. It'll shake your world. And it'll be like a wind. But it ain't about the dramatics. It's not about the hoopla and the amen and all the sparkles and the fireworks. It's not about that. That may happen. But if it's happening from kingdom level, it's because of a sound that started 2,000 years ago. And that sound is available for everybody. He or she that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying is a wise woman, a wise man. What's he saying? What has my attention? What has me wore out? What has me beat up? What has me frustrated? What am I under the influence of? Lord, make us aware of your presence. Amen. Do y'all know that I'm not looking for anyone to come up to me after service and say, that was a good message, preacher? That doesn't bring fulfillment to me. What brings fulfillment to me is when I see life flowing out of you.
and you embracing the Jesus and the others around you, and your marriage is healed. Amen? And testimonies are erupting just left and right to just because the Lord is going before you, and you're you're, you're tuned in for station identification. You're on the frequency, and all you can say is what you hear him say, and all you can do is what you see him do. You've stepped into your role as a son and daughter of your king. Amen? And so as much as I like to fix things, ladies and gentlemen, what we have need of more than anything is a fresh sound, a fresh word from heaven. And then we just can't be around enough or around one another enough. Amen. You ever get tired of being around people? Think about that for a moment. Why would the enemy want you to be tired of people? Amen. He knows that if you get under the spout where the glory falls out and you allow the sound to get a hold of you to the place you become the son and the daughter you're designed to be, that you're going to take all his power from him. Because he only has power that he takes from people. Amen. This is so important for us. The guy has so many other scriptures to read to you. But the Lord is saying exactly what he wants said right now. And, uh, you know, I'm part of a, a movement that had a lot of influence on me. And God doesn't repent for that. But if I was doing what I was thought was the way you need to do it in preaching, I'd be sweating right now. My voice would be getting <clears throat> scratchy. And I think the louder I get, the more it was God. But ladies and gentlemen, we might get loud here in the next few moments, but it won't because that's necessarily him. We'll get loud because we're responding to him. We might fall on our face here, amen, and that's a level of worship that's all through the Scripture. Worship right here on her knees the whole time I've been talking. But it's not anything but a response to Him. Because <sighs> I heard Him. <sighs> I felt His breath. <sighs> I smelled His aroma. I Come on, ladies and gentlemen, this is not weird stuff. This is real. Because let me just tell you again, whatever you want to do, Daddy, fine. Replace the emptiness. Replace the depression. Replace the broken relationships. Replace the financial ruin. Replace all the trouble that I've been going through. I don't have to be a judge of how you do what you do, Daddy. I need you to help me to step into my identity so that you can get it through me. And I might shout with a voice of triumph. I might leap for joy. I may raise my hands. I may clap them because I'm so excited that the God of glory who chose you and me to be the center of his attention He's wanting to be revealed to the creation he made. And it all begins with a sound that never stopped. A multitude is observing the response of a small group. And they're asking the questions as they hear the response out of the small group. And remember, when you're born again, you're a baby. Goo goo ga ga is okay. Come on, you may be 80 years old today. I'm going to tell you, being born again ain't nothing like it. Having life come into your life, your, your little world, 
Ain't nothing like it. But you have a multitude that were the group that crucified the one that they were looking for. Has anybody ever done that before? I mean, you're looking for something. And instead of taking care of it, you kill it. You ever done that before? Have you ever worked your fingers to the bone, so to speak, to, to get something? And then when you get it, you crash it? You don't know what you don't know. And I'm telling you here, ladies and gentlemen, everybody in this room, beginning with this guy right here, I don't know what I don't know. The best is yet to come. My experience with God has been good, but I ain't experienced him on the level he wants me to yet. And he keeps inviting me to come. Come on, he invited his boys to come into all kinds. Man, he invited them to walk on water. He, this is going to help somebody. If you want to be who you're designed to be, pay attention to the sound. If that's you, Lord, just let me hear the sound. Come. That's all it takes. Anybody ever missed a raffle before that you had purchased and your name was called, but you had to be there to get it? And you was unaware that the raffle time was taking place, you forgot? And you didn't get the prize. The Lord don't want you missing out on the best thing that's ever happened. And he started something. And this group that was used, a religious group, they all knew how to do church. They all done everything just right. And they were sincere, but they were sincerely wrong when they judged him as a fraud. But they didn't know what they didn't know. And they couldn't know it because they hadn't experienced him. They didn't have ears to hear. Jesus made it clear, ladies and gentlemen. He talked the way he talked because he didn't want them that didn't have ears to get it. To, to get it, you have to have an ear. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm kind of picking this up. That sound is important. That thing that started 2,000 years ago because a God in flesh gets the finite back to where it belongs and then infinitely he comes back and he invades mercifully the finite and he fills all that are open and willing with something they can't explain. And to this day, the church world has tried to explain it. And every time you attempt to explain it, the enemy wins. And because I have a degree or I have a certificate or I have credentials that qualify me to be a theologian, is messed up. That don't make me God. All that should have done with, the, with the, 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 the students was reveal to them that they need God more now than ever. 80%, ladies and gentlemen, of the graduates from seminary and Bible college quit ministry within five years. 70% of all students, whether seminary or Bible college, that go into college of some sort, 70% lose their faith in a creator and a designer. Information ain't helping nobody when it ain't coming from the sound. All it does is feed 
selfish pride and arrogance. And it'll make you think you've got something that you can reveal to someone else. No, what impacted the group that day was there was a response from God's mercy coming to his house. And they're responding to this sound, which is God's spirit coming into his house, and they hear the praises of God in their own languages. All the nations heard it. Oh, somebody's catching on here. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in intellect. They worship him in spirit. That spirit is defined breath. And that spirit is waiting on us to become available so that he can utter through us creative words, truth that makes us free. The spirit of truth has come to us. It came 2,000 years ago to a small group, and it makes the difference. And that bigger group that was wild needed witnesses that were empowered. And this is where we are today. God is offering to us, by way of mercy, another day. And regardless of how you measure your world and the events in your life, at the end of the day, you're going to realize this is the day the Lord hath made. And if there's going to be any rejoicing, there has to be an awareness. Pastor, how do I make myself available? That's the question. And apart from awareness, you will not be available. The God of glory limits himself to you and I to be his temple so that through his temple, his spirit can have dominion and authority and his kingdom can be established in the earth. And every passing moment, Tony, every passing moment, the miracle is being made. The testimony is about the birth. Every passing moment, there's glory that God can receive the moment I become aware. He's here. I don't have to explain this. I can experience it. And while I'm experiencing the presence of God and hosting God, God can give everybody else what they need so that they too can host his presence and rejoice and return to him his glory so that through them, <sighs> so the enemy's hoping that today that he can have just enough of your attention to make you unaware of what God is doing. And if he can get you seeking more information, to be more intellectual, to have more certificates, and I'm not preaching against school, ladies. Go to school. Go to college. Be a son and daughter of God. Go in there and change that place. But at the end of the day, you may hang the certificate or the diploma or the degree, whatever it is you get, the master's, amen, whatever you get, that's not going to matter to you like Jesus matters to you. And your identity in Christ that makes all the difference in the world. <sighs> Look, a precious lady that when you go evaluate and do a little history research, you'll find out 
that she had a hunger for God, and she was beat up, and she was searching, and she kept searching, and she kept searching from one relationship to the next, looking for affirmation, looking for hope. And Jesus shows us how that we, because he can't do it unless we're available. We say it like this. Greater work shall you do, Jesus said. Why? Because I'm going to pay your debt off. I'm buying you back with my own blood. And I'm going to give you an invitation. Well, walk with me in my glory. And that invitation is called good news. And if you're willing to do what you can't figure out, like go down in water and let an ugly preacher or a brother or sister baptize you. You know, what, man, that's so weird. That's, why? Explain that to me. I wish I could. But it's trusting God that he's looking for with what you can't explain, and he'll meet you there. Open up my mouth and talk about what I'm hearing that's kind of weird going to, yeah, if there's joy and there's something right here going, uh, uh, yeah, let it out. Let it out. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Can't explain it. But when we get willing to get over the idea that I need to explain anything, I just need Jesus. Come on, there's something beautiful about that. I need Jesus. And all of a sudden, I fall in love with my wife again. I need Jesus. I get healed in my body. God, I need Jesus. My finances turn around. And I just live with a passion for him to come on levels that I haven't experienced yet. This lady goes every day to a well by herself, shamed, full of guilt. The emptiness was obviously paramount. Jesus saw her. He could have saw her from heaven. This day, he meets her at the well. And she's unaware who's there. But he was very aware of her. And he has a unique way of inviting us in to get our miracle. Isn't that awesome about our daddy? Every day he's inviting us to have the miracle. Every day. But I get sidetracked with my religious ideas. Come on, this is helping somebody. Come on, Marty. Marty walked in while I was getting some downloads. And he said, man, that woman at the well. Because he could hear the sound. God was talking. She knew how to do church. She even let Jesus know, I know how to do church. We worship here and you worship there. What in the world are you talking to me about for? You ain't even supposed to be talking to me. I mean, she goes off on a Bible study with Jesus. Has anybody ever done that with Jesus before? And while you're giving Jesus a Bible study and quoting the scriptures, you're missing your miracle. Pastor, why did you have to say it like that? You don't have to be empty. You don't have to be beat up. You don't have to be down and out. You don't have to be frustrated. You don't have to be guilty. All that guilt and shame belongs to the devil. It don't belong to you. Let's give it back to him today. And Jesus gets her all stirred up by asking one question. Give me a drink. Does anybody want to give Jesus a drink today? He's wanting something little from us. And, and after she preached to him for a minute, he said, well, I got something you're not aware of. I got water. I just asked you for some, but I got water. And if you ever drink from it, you'll never thirst again.
And he says, just to confirm that with you, I'm just going to tell you about how I know you and how aware I am of you. I'm gonna, everybody in this room can be that for Jesus. You can actually get so in the spirit. Hear me. Got to catch this. Don't miss it. You can actually get so subject and so in love with by trusting him that he can come into his house if you let him. And you'll meet people at wells everywhere. Wells they're drinking at, that they keep getting thirsty again. And a word of knowledge. Where's that coming from? The Spirit. A word of knowledge. Discerning of spirits. Miracles. Come on, somebody's catching on here. And all of a sudden, they know you can't do that. And they become aware that if God can do that for you, he can do it for me. The Lord wants me to remind you how powerful you are. And you may decide to waste today. And you may do like King Agrippa said, look, Paul, because Paul was in the spirit. And King Agrippa's knees were smoting one another. Because that sound that Paul was under the influence of was bubbling out of him, the King Agrippa. And King Agrippa says, Paul, at a more convenient time, I will call for you. I know how the enemy does. He'll make me and you both think, it's not a convenient time, Pastor. I got this going on and that going on and as soon as I get my life straight, which is a big lie, you'll never get your life straight. As soon as I get my act together, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the Lord so you can count on me. No, you're not. The only time you're ever going to live up to your identity in Him is when you experience the sound. Amen. And while Peter... Yet spake the words, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And they were all filled. Why were they filled? They could hear the sound. And they too began to let the sound come out of them. Could we stand right now? It's time to get honest with God, isn't it? It's time to tell Jesus the truth, isn't it? Do y'all hear me right now? God is trying to encourage you to know something. It's very important. You don't have to try to straighten your life out. You don't have to try to be a good person. He meets you exactly where you are. And he's proud of you. He's passionate about you, and he ain't quitting on you. I know the enemy is convincing, and he'll convince us to quit on him, on, on God. But God won't quit. He's consistent. And he's going to give you every breath in your body for the duration of your life to choose him. I've decided I want to spend the rest of my days breathing, hosting, responding to his presence. But I got to get honest with him. And I got to tell him the truth. That's how you repent, ladies and gentlemen. Does anybody need to repent? Just tell him the truth. I've been dealing with anger. I've been frustrated. I'm dealing with shame. I feel like this, and I want to do that. I don't know what to do, Daddy. Come on, this is repentance. Get honest with him. He meets you where you get honest. And wherever that void is, where the enemy is operating from you, come on. Lord, enemy, yeah, yeah. You have a void in your life. You feel empty. The enemy has influence. He's convinced you that you're intelligent. He lied to you. 
and you're blaming it on other people in your life, I'm not okay and it's your fault and you need to change so I can have a better day. You ever done that before? He's lying to you. It's not the truth. Nobody is your problem. Or Jesus is a liar. Jesus can't lie. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But spiritual wickedness in high places. How do you do this, Pastor? Casting down every thought that exalts itself above the sound. I only hear him. And that's all I'm going to say. Anybody want to go there? Get honest. Get honest. Tell the truth. Give him your heart. Father, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for meeting us where we are. If you want to pray with me, you can. I know I haven't been what I need to be. I know I've been a failure from my personal lens. And I'm meeting you where I'm at, Lord. I don't want this guilt no more. I don't want this shame no more. I don't want this depression no more. I don't want this sickness no more. I don't want broken relationships anymore. My world's a mess, Daddy. And I'm confessing you now as my source, my only hope. Please. Here I am, Lord. Give me a new day. Give me life. Set me free. Let the sound that happened 2,000 years ago that I've been missing out on take over, Daddy. Fill me up with your spirit. I'm going to trust you moving forward. I'm asking you to empower me, to empower me to trust you, Lord. Give me what I need to respond as your son moving forward. If you're here today and you want what he started 2,000 years ago, you can have it. You can receive it where you're at. You can walk down that aisle and stomp on the devil on the way. You decide. You respond to the sound that you're hearing right now. He loves you so much. Receive it. Be filled with the Spirit in Jesus' name.